Welcome to the Pilgrim's Digress. I am the Reverend Zachary Bartles. I am here with Mr. Sagacity, the hopeful to my Christian. <laughs> and we are digressing this week alongside chapter 17. We've got giants. We've got uh, storms. We've got danger. Uh, we got shortcuts. Sleeping. They're sleeping in this one. Yeah. All the exciting stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last one ended in a very anticlimactic way, which was that they found a really nice meadow, mm -hmm. lay down, fell asleep, woke up in the morning, went and got some food, laid back down and fell asleep and did that for three days. So keeps you coming back from where you're like, well, whoa, what's going to happen next? Quite a cliffhanger. Uh, so here we are with what happens next. And this one actually ends with quite a cliffhanger. I uh, Just to be honest and, and above board, I really, really, really wanted the whole Doubting Castle uh, giant despair situation to be uh, one really long episode. And then I realized it would probably be longer than an hour. And I was like, I don't know why this should be. A, and, and when I realized that if I broke it in half at exactly the halfway point, of the text, that it would be an inclusio, beginning and ending with a conversation between uh, the giant despair and his wife, who is diffidence in Bunyan's original work, but because the word diffidence has changed in meaning, I call her apprehension. What are your thoughts on that change? I think it's worthwhile. I mean, especially people maybe not having to get a, a, a modern dictionary out and and the modern dictionary going all the way down to, right. to, you know, <laughs> Article 6 to find out, oh, okay. Way back then, it meant right, you know? right, and 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 I think diffidence has come to mean, in many ways, almost the opposite of what it's supposed to have meant then. So like, it meant distrust, right? Or it was or, distrust. Yeah, yeah, we've already had a guy named mistrust, mm -hmm. and I, I almost named her misgivings, and I'm like, no, she can't have miss at the beginning. <laughs> Hello, misgivings. That would have been terrible. <laughs> that was a right decision. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, it's gonna. It, so things get way worse for these guys next time. But it starts out really nice at the beginning here. Let's let's jump right into this. Um, I didn't change much of anything. I only have been trying to uh, kind of fill in a little color, a little background uh, as to why this guy is so kind of desperate to get a hold of some pilgrims, bleed them dry of any hope, and serve them up to his uh, wifey. And the giant, you know, we've only met two giants, one giant, one giant so far on the road, and all this guy could do is bite his nails and grin oh, at pilgrims right. passing by. And now we've got a second giant, and he can do a heck of a lot more. He is uh, enormous, he's strong, he's mobile, he's not all crazy and stiff in his joints. He is he's uh, a force to be reckoned with, even for the pilgrim who defeated Apollyon. So, we begin with the river. They're walking alongside the river. The road continues alongside it so that not only are they able to get the delicious, sweet, crisp, thirst-quenching water whenever they want it, but they also have the trees, the green trees nearby. The, their, their leaves have medicinal properties, uh, and their fruit is like the most satisfying, delicious thing. It's not forbidden fruit. It's A-OK -okay fruit to eat, and everything is well. It's like a dream, and that goes on for a couple days, and then as they knew it would, these things diverge. What could the imagery here possibly mean in the allegory? <laughs> Bunyan must have had a season in his life where everything just seemed beautiful and wonderful oh. and easy and satisfying. And maybe that's before he went into prison or in between. 
his imprisonments. But let's look at the text here for, for the river and the path being on the river. Psalm 1, 1 to 3. I think you referenced this the last time we were, we were together uh, on the program here. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers. Um, this guy's life is, it's all coming up Christian and hopeful. And they, they had it coming because they've just been through an ordeal, right? So this may be kind of that, that break in between birth pangs, as Jesus said, right? That the, the end would come like birth pangs. We're, we're both amillennial in our eschatology, so we believe, you know, the, the wheat and the tares grow up side by side, and that uh, there's going to be periods of great persecution, and everyone's going to go, oh, oh, the end is near, this is it, this is it, it's going to get worse and worse and worse, and then... In, it doesn't get worse. It gets better for a time. And you go, yeah, Jesus said it'd be like like birth pangs. Mm. Probably increasing in depth and and difficulty, but also with periods uh, in between. And you even see that. I mean, look at the Roman persecution. And then it depends on whether you, you believe, like many Baptists, that Constantine was worse for the church than Nero. But like you have that period at least of Christianization of Rome and, and you're not running for your life to even name the name of Christ. That's a pattern, right? Have you seen that pattern in your life at all? Difficult times seem to be spread out a bit by God's grace? Yeah, big time. There was birthing complications with both of my children, mm -hmm. and some of the times in between those were full of really, really good times. I think also mostly because we're able to look back and say, well, thank God that we're not dealing with that, or that wasn't as bad as it could have been, or wow, times with my son or with my daughter are all the better because this thing occurred, and right. I, I, I have just a complete newfound appreciation for God's grace and him being there for me every single step of the way, keeping my children safe. When we first got married, there was definitely some financial hardships with just one person working and the other person going to school. But in between a lot of the, mm, are we going to make rent this month, you know, moments, there was a lot of great, fun, wonderful times just two kids struggling to make it in the world. And that was fun. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely. I, I think that, I think that we have, you know, we have moments of intense pressure and then we have moments of, you know, complete serenity and peace and they complement each other really, really well. Yeah. And, and there's really, you can either, I mean, you could do both, but it, it seems like people are more likely to either go to the extreme of letting the fact that these things aren't going to last forever. And there is probably more hardship on the horizon taint the mm. good times where you're walking along the river uh, and sleeping in the soft meadow that God provided, you know, or you wind up saying when you're in the difficult time, mm -hmm. I trust there's going to be more good. And I remember how God delivered us from it last time. And mm -hmm. we went back to walking alongside the river and all these things. Uh, and, and I think that's the more biblical approach, remembering God's faithfulness that, yeah, he's delivered you before he, he brought you out of the difficulties and once again, made a, a table for you in the presence of your enemies, et cetera. Uh, the, the river and trees, uh, there's a footnote to Revelation 22. I don't know if you're aware, Mr. Sag, but uh, that is the last chapter of the whole Bible. Mm -hmm. Revelations? <laughs> <laughs> you, you do it to get under my skin, don't you? Uh, why don't you read those two verses for us, if you would? 
Revelation 22, 1 through 2. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Through the middle of the street of the city, also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. So this must be some kind of foretaste of this uh, eschatological reward that's that's waiting. Um, the This river's not going down the middle of the street, but the street is going alongside it. Mm. And he's got this blessing. And of course, that then points backward to Eden and forward to the new earth. And both are a good reminder for those of us who are here in this already not yet fallen world. Uh, And they were able to rest in that meadow, uh, which Psalm 23, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. David, whose life was a lot of it on the run, a lot of it, a lot of suffering, some of it kind of self Uh, sabotage and some of it not brought on by his own actions at all. Still, he writes that as uh, descriptive. When he looks back at his life, that's what he sees. He doesn't see the times when the the road was rocky and it hurt his feet and he got really angry and impatient with God. No, the, the overarching theme has been God going with him through the valley of the shadow of death and, and being there as rod and his staff and everything being there for him all the time. But once the the ways part, they very quickly become discouraged. They seem to very quickly forget God's good provision and the fact that they're uh, kind of on the the heels of days of rest and then days of very easy, luxurious travel Mm. and immediately are like, this is garbage. What did we do to deserve this? (laughs) They become discouraged because of the way. I thought that was a very interesting phrase. Well, yeah, you can go through periods where the narrow way is easier to walk, even even a complete pleasure to walk, and then ways where I'd rather not be walking this way, either because it's harder or it's or it's stopping me from doing something that I'm already feeling pulled to do. I mean, especially if they're being pulled back into some looming sin or something like that. Yeah. Now the narrow way feels more rocky than it maybe it even really is. When I first got saved, when I was with my wife, or, you know, my girlfriend at the time who later become my wife, the narrow way was very, very easy to walk. Uh, I had someone walking alongside me um, and I enjoyed spending time with him. And, but, but there was always the pull back, especially when I was hanging out with a lot of my previous friends. Hmm. And then the narrow way felt rocky and felt like mm, maybe it'd be easier walking over there because I, could, I, I can speak a different way and I can do certain things and I can, I, I can feel free to think certain things and um, I can be a little more careless with my actions towards other people. And it's not as attractive. It's not as attractive right now as it has been in the good times. It's funny to me, not ha-ha funny, but, but fascinating, and, and I can relate to it, that this moment of becoming very impatient and discouraged because of the the harshness of the way, because the ground's a little rocky and it's not as easy as it was a minute ago, comes in the narrative fairly near on the heels of seeing Lot's wife, Hmm. who looked back, and the very act of looking back turned her to salt, uh, and having this like really rock bottom moment of, look, we almost did this, my sin is worse than hers, Not, not better, and now saying, essentially, this is too hard. Why Why don't we... They wanted a better way. Mm-hmm. They both started wanting a better way. And the, the text given 
are, you know, the obvious ones from Numbers. Uh, numbers 11, 4 to 6. Now the rabble that was among them had a strong craving. And the people of Israel also wept again and said, Oh, that we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt that cost nothing. <laughs> you were you were slaves, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but your food cost you nothing. I mean, it cost you everything, but it cost you nothing. The cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. But now our strength is dried up, and there is nothing at all but this manna to look at. Right. So they're really they're they're idealizing the city of destruction they come out of mm -hmm. and their own bondage for centuries. Yeah. They're like, our breath was terrible, but we had all sorts of varieties, <laughs> right? Leeks, garlic, <laughs> onions. Right. And then uh, in chapter 21, so that's 10 chapters later, <laughs> yeah. once again, and the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die in this wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we loathe this worthless food. Well, a minute ago, there was no food. Mm -hmm. But now you loathe this food that you do have because you're tired of it and you want what the world has to yeah. offer. That sounds an awful lot like what we were just talking about shortly after your conversion, right? Yeah. You're thinking back to the flavors of Egypt. Yeah. Was, wasn't it better? And then, you, no, of course it wasn't. Of course not. Of course it wasn't better. And, and, but it was and easier. It was easier. It took less out of me and it gave me a whole plethora of people that I, I loved and I wanted back in my life. And I, 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 I wanted to share, th but there was no chance they were ever going to come to this side, right? There was no chance they were ever going to join the narrow way. So I might as well, you know, step over the narrow way and walk with them. Um, I don't know if you, if you would come over, you must right. have known that there was mm. every, every chance. There's a they chance. Would, but yeah. 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 And I think what you look for when your feet start to hurt is just something that will Keep your feet from hurting. You don't right. think about everything else. You focus on that one thing. Uh, Calvin has this uh, reference in in a commentary that stuck with me at one point. That that when he's talking about the church and the body of Christ being you know a body, it was something about how when he was he would lie in bed when his hand had his finger had been burned and mm. just like his little finger hurting made kept right. him awake. It affected the whole body. Yeah. And I, I think you can also apply that to like when everything is is all right except one thing is out of sorts for you or is frustrating you. He focuses entirely on that, both of them. Mm. We want a better way for the blisters forming on our feet. We want right. instant gratification for that, even though we know it won't be long-term satisfaction in any sense. And so like you knew the emptiness of the lifestyle you'd been in. Yeah. But in those moments where you longed to go back to Egypt, so to speak, it wasn't the ultimate satisfaction that you were after. It was a instant temporal. gratification. Yeah. It's very, very temporal. Temporary you know, and, yeah. and temporal. Yeah. And, mm. and, and just who cares? I just want my feet to feel better again for a minute. And I want to be able to just kind of kick off, you know, maybe even to push the metaphor. I want to be able to throw off this heavy breastplate right. and all this armor and just kind of frolic. Hey, look over the wall. There's a meadow. Well, and the, and, and the great lie, right, is that you can just you can just walk back into it. And right, then, right, yeah. I and can then take when I'm break. done, you know, you know, uh, I'll I'll willingly, with little fight from myself, just put everything back on and just stroll right back, you know, over the fence. God wouldn't be, and I'll noticed. be fine, yeah. you know. And it, it won't hurt me at all. And, and, and for some reason, in those moments, the furthest thing from your mind, or mine anyway, when you're when you're tempted to think like, act like, speak like the old self, is those passages about. Uh, what shall we, shall we do? Go on sinning that grace may increase. Because right. you don't feel like you're that guy. I'm not that guy. I'm not looking to go sin a whole bunch. I just want to loosen the armor for a minute, man. I just yeah. want a break. 
I don't want to go on some sin bound. I'm, I'm not about to go like stay out all night and go to a, a strip club. You know, I'm just, I just want a little, little loosen the armor, kick off these shoes, go on like a softer road, still maybe in the right direction, right? Broadly, I'm just on the other side of the wall. You might call it vain confidence, right? <laughs> hey, in yourself, you know. Good segue. Yeah. Good segue. Um, so yeah, these guys, after a while, see a style, which we learned. Yeah, <laughs> we had a little learning time together. That was nice. It's a uh, set of stairs. I saw a few different kinds, uh, and and they're either built into the wall of stone or they're built atop the wall with with wood. But they are steps, stairs that will take you over a wall that a human could take, but w- an animal would not be able to. A, a four legged animal would would kind of fall back off. And someone has set this up. And Christian's first thought in our telling is. I wonder why the king did this. Right. Must have been. Uh, otherwise, I mean, even if he didn't put it up, he didn't knock it down. He would take so it down. It's still right. there. So God, your providence kind of is what led me uh. over this. Yeah. Well, if you didn't want me to do it, why would it be right here? Right. Um, and so they see it. I love the way Bunyan writes this. We're hopeful just kind of quietly, barely voices mm. his reservations. Yeah. And he doesn't think it's his place, maybe, or he's just worried, or... Well, he brings up age later on, right? Yeah. You're, you're, you're older than me, and it would have been inappropriate, right, for me to maybe even correct you, right? You know, Paul talks about younger men not correcting older men, At least right? not harshly. Or not harshly, doing, right? Doing it uh, gently yeah, like gently. he's your father, yeah. Exactly. So, like, a, a little gentle, mm, are we sure this is the, you know, right thing to do? And, and he then describes he describes what he did was as a gentle caution. Mm-hmm. Christian's not listening, though. He's looking and thinking about his feet. I think there's a lot to unpack just in that little interaction there. I mean, one is how much is Opal's previous or stumbling a bit back at that pit kind of paying into this. Well, I wasn't wise there. Mm-hmm. I wanted the earthly thing there. Can I even trust myself to make a decision in this moment, especially after sitting and pondering and thinking and and, and, and meditating at Lot's wife, right? Maybe I'm not as equipped as I need to be, so Ironically, I should just. Ironically, this is almost the same thing, right? And, and he's just going to follow Christian. I should just follow his... Christian. Yeah. yeah. So it would have been this. It, this is an interesting question. Would this have been proper confidence rather than mm, vain confidence? Right. Confidence in the Spirit leading him and his leaning on the Word, and even his appealing to Christian's former teaching. Right. You've always said we can't go over the wall, and Christian, well, we probably wouldn't have to leave the way to do this. Right. Well, yeah, you would. Hmm. You already walked from the path to the style. So you've, at this moment, while we're having the conversation, you've already left the narrow way. Mm-hmm. And yet he's he's able to say, but on the other side, I can see that the path that's been beaten down by so many people, so it must be okay. A lot of people have already walked it. Right. A lot of people are already tweeting about this. And <laughs> it, it follows, it's just the other side of this wall. I think you could probably point to Christians who have taken like, one major step away on a point of doctrine, something right. about holiness or holy living or or whatever, and still in their soteriology or the way they talk about Jesus, the way they talk about salvation, seem almost orthodox and say, well, I think they're still okay to follow. Hmm. You say, hold on, though. They've gone over the wall. It, it, it's not going to follow the wall forever. Yeah. That's what I meant a little bit before about some of Christian's logic just doesn't seem to hold up. It, where else, anywhere on the path has this played out where oh it's it's on the path therefore god just didn't 
deal with it or like right. all the dangers that he's been through. It's wishful thinking, I guess, or self-justification. Yeah. yeah. I'm about to sin, but I need to justify it for myself beforehand. And then from Hopewell's perspective, Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ, as I imitate Christ, right. not as I just do whatever. Peter you know? was much older in the faith than mm-hmm. Paul. Yeah. And yet Paul was willing to openly rebuke him when he got off the road. Yeah. And, and I think that hopeful is just maybe too new in the faith. Or too timid of a person. Right. And maybe he needs to kind of quit himself like a man a little bit more. Uh, he hasn't been through any major battles or anything yet. As we tell it, he's he's been a servant yeah. in Vanity Fair. Yeah. Uh, and, and he hasn't had a hard life. He's had an easy life. And now he's kind of doubting whether, I mean, he knows Christian. He's heard the legend of Christian. Mm. Christian defeated Apollyon. Right. Right. Cr- Christian has been in and out of the slough. Christian has been through all these things. Yeah. He's been to the, the hill morality and lived. I mean, like, like he, he's survived so much. Maybe. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. Who am I? Right. Well, you could, you could take that with people, people following Peter, right? Everyone knows Peter, the great, great Peter. Uh-huh. And maybe I'll follow him in not eating, not eating with this group of people as, as you know, James comes across because he knows what he's doing. Right. You go, mm. Have the respect for your elders, the people that came before you. But I think thinking for ourselves as younger is very, very important. And as people uh, are off the path today, a lot of the same sort of thing. Like, oh, well, but this guy is well known and and respected. And and a lot of people who's, you know, they'll they'll take a a wild left turn um, over the wall into Bypath Meadow uh, halfway through what seems to be a very solid ministry. Right. It's not uncommon these days. Yeah. And it, it, because they like the praise of men, mm-hmm. because they've been taken in by somebody's oily speech and, and scripture twisting. And a lot of people are, I mean, I think this is where you get to the much higher standard for teachers. Yeah. Because your one little indiscretion is going to affect so many people who hold you up and say, well, I couldn't argue with that person. Mm. And I'm not going to bring up any names, but I got about six in my mind right now. Sure. And yet, yeah, you, you need to be ready to say you've... You have diverged from mm. the the narrow way and you're in the wrong now. And I'm yeah. calling you to come back. And if you don't, I'm calling you an apostate. You've turned away. Yeah. Well, the thought never even occurs to him, though, to continue walking his own way. Right. 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 The if, thought never even enters into his I mind that- If I him to come back- I have to go with Christian. No. You know, like, like what's most precious to you should be, Right. Your Christ, following him, staying on that narrow path. Christ said, right, I do not come to bring peace. I come to bring the sword. It's going to cost you relations, people you love, right, right. people you cherish, people you hold close to you. Um, and, and and to veer from the path for these sakes, to pretend like we can have peace with veering off the path, um, it, you know, is not going to lead to good places, obviously, as it does not lead to good places. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And, and I mean, these guys are not that close yet in the story. Right. Um, if it was faithful, it mm. would, you know, then you, it's really the friend closer than a brother. Yeah. But I think Christian and Hopeful, by the time they get to the, the city at the end, spoiler, uh, they, <laughs> they, they have become that friend closer than a brother. And it'd be almost like the scenario where, you know, uh, a spouse mm. begins to walk away from their faith. Uh, and I've I've counseled people through this. What do you do when your spouse starts to distance themselves from the church? Mm. And you know, it always, it's always the same. 
they frame it as I'm starting to have doubts and then I'm starting to do things as a result that you find sinful or, or, or upsetting. Right. When in reality, it's <laughs> you trace it back and even get them to admit, well, actually, I was doing these things and the doubts followed. And that's how it goes here. Right. They go over the wall before they want, arrive at Downing Castle. Yeah. And they've made the first, they, they've made the move and it's going to, the doubt is going to lead to the lack of faith or the, the temptation to abandon faith, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's one of the more important things to keep in mind. You know, you go on Twitter and you go, okay, Michael Gungor uh, has a gazillion followers and he says all these things and he's so thoughtful and, and he rejects, you know, so much of the scriptures, but still he's spiritual. How did it happen? Well, go back and look at the beginning of the story. Hmm. Uh, you abandon the faith by abandoning the narrow road. Mm-hmm. And then you have to somehow cobble together a system that, you know, for many people, that still has something comfortable and familiar and quasi-spiritual, but isn't the narrow way anymore. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's happening here. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I would hope... As a pastor of the this church where we are where we're sitting, I'm just kidding. The church is the people, not the building. <laughs> <laughs> the, the church where we now are. Um, that if I started going wonky, mm. the people here would not go. Well, that's the pastor. They would say, right. chapter and verse, man. Show us why you're teaching what you're teaching, or doing yeah. what you're doing, or living as you're living. Yeah, which seems out. to be yeah. Yeah, or, or we're going to discipline you. Mm-hmm. And and I would hope also that the uh, attempt would be, if it wasn't something so severe that it disqualified me from ministry, that it would be, we we have the the goal of restoring you, but you can't leave that person leading because the blind will lead the blind right down into the pit. You pull Apollos aside and you correct the doctrine and you say, now go out and keep teaching because what you're doing is wonderful and it's working. And, And later on in the epistles, right? You'll be this beloved brother. You'll be this beloved worker of the gospel. But yeah, we need to fix the problem now. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, I, I don't need to have some kind of storied history or friendship with you or something like that. I just pull you aside and go, no, no, this is where we're from. We know what we're talking about. You need to change. Um, so that's that's always been the stressor here, I think, for me, is just that there's there's never even a a moment of prayer that hits them. Should we do this? Right. Let's ask yeah. For they don't some open wisdom. the book to flip through it. Nothing. You don't have wisdom. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to ask for wisdom. And we're right? promised God will give it to mm-hmm. us. Yeah. So there's 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 not a moment to stop. It's it's that immediate knee jerk reaction. I want comfort and I want it now from the older, more mature Christian, and he just takes it. And then the younger Christian, which which this is why as more mature Christians, we need to be so careful about the actions that we take because they're directly going to impact younger Christians. He just doesn't even question it. He just goes along with it. He questions it well, momentarily. One time. Yeah, yeah, one time. And then later he says, I knew this was a bad idea. <laughs> Which right. to me is, yeah. is is another kind of immature thing about it. Like you, at, at, at that point, you've got to own up like, I was part of this bad well, I went decision. Along with you. I went along with you. I didn't rebuke you. I didn't question you. I didn't put my foot down and say, you can go over that wall, but you're going to be traveling alone. Well, um, and that might have stopped Christian. Pro- yeah, probably that would have. have. I mean, he, he'd probably be able to remember back to when he's walking alone for so long and right. all these long, terrible, awful ordeals that he has to go through by himself. And how badly he wanted a companion. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, maybe I'll stay on the road just for you. I'll, I'll suck up my feet hurting. You know, if it means that I get a traveling companion. Yeah, so they do go over. There's a, a sign that identifies the place as Bypath Meadow. Uh, I called it Bypass Meadow mm-hmm. because I thought both 
that sounded tempting to me as a modern English speaker, you know, like, oh, you can bypass this trouble. Hmm. There, there's a shortcut. Why wouldn't you? Isn't wisdom still a virtue here? Let's sure. do the smart thing. Um, and bypass <laughs> also sounded like uh, Mike Tyson saying bypass meadow. So they look to the left and they see this thing to the left. And of course, I, I even mentioned to you that I tend to put the, when I, when I kind of uh, bump the participants of a conversation into one channel or the other, uh, whoever is kind of more in the wrong, I usually tend to put in the left channel, hmm. not because I have anything against left-handers like my son and my mom, uh, but because of the scriptural language. Uh, Ecclesiastes tend to, a wise man's heart inclines him to the right, but a fool's heart to the left and Proverbs 4, 25 to 27, let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. You can throw Joshua in there too, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. do not go to the left or the right. You go forward. You know, you move forward. Yeah, yeah. they're on the right side of the wall, but even if they veered off in any direction, mm. you don't take, you don't step off the narrow path to ground that looks more inviting. Uh, and certainly not over that wall because they've already identified the land on the other side as Beelzebub's land. Yeah. They saw that there was a wide gate mm. and many people were streaming in. Yeah. There was a narrow gate and that in between the two things, there is this wall. People have popped over it. No well, problem. It's he, doable. Nothing that's coming from over the wall is good. Nor has he heard of anyone going over the wall. Right. Coming back and going, oh, it was all right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyone I'm who's fine. left is dead, yeah. right? Yeah. They're, they're, or, they're, or they're just... On the road to destruction, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But all the same, let's cross over. Uh, Romans 14, 23. Let's hear that one. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats, because the eating is not from faith. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Of course, the context of that is the, the what, the weaker brother mm -hmm. uh, and, and uh, what's called adiaphora, which is disputable things. Right. I think that's not the best possible text to be footnoted here because this is an indisputable thing. Mm. Popping over the wall is a bad idea. Uh, and I mean, this is of course where the allegory breaks down. You might say, well, what about going into like a quote unquote evil place to win people to Christ? Well, yeah, you can walk into a place where you have to pray for protection without leaving the narrow way. The The physicality of it is... The narrow way goes through Vanity Fair. Yeah, right, right? yeah. There's yeah. an opportunity to go to the evil place and win the people. Yeah, you, you so know? yeah, so making your own, and that's often, I think, as well. Like, well, I know this is sinful, but what an evangelism opportunity it might be if I show myself to be relatable in this way. Hmm. You know, I, I, <laughs> you're like, well, well, no, you're being an absolute idiot, and I, you know it. I'd like to see percentages on the amount <laughs> of times that that's ever actually used for evangelism. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Or, or are you going to, are you going to pull someone out of here or are you literally going into the dragon's lair in a way where you're having to lay down your sword mm. and your shield? And, uh, you know, I, I, this is something I introduced, uh, as an idea, which I, I thought was, I'm not going to say brilliant, Mr. Sagacity, <laughs> but I was very happy with it. Okay. Uh, the idea that once they were they were captured, he was unable to pull his sword. Uh, he was unable to pull all prayer. So mm. the sword of the spirit, the word of God and prayer, once he was in that cage, once he'd given himself over to despair, these things no longer helped. Well, well, well despair and distrust. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think the, the combined forces of that despair and that doubt. Yeah. Right in the beginning of James. Right. He he says, 
if you don't believe you're going to receive what you're praying for, right. you're not going to receive it. So it, it doesn't matter how often he tugs it, you know, all prayer, it's not going to work because he's already in that place of distrust, right? He's already in that yeah. place of complete despair. He already has found answers inside of himself mm. that are better than any other answers out there. And those answers are very bleak and dark and hopeless. I don't know. I mean, this is kind of almost jumping ahead a lot, but I mean, he's he's done. He's done right away. He goes right to, yeah, obviously the next step is we kill ourselves. And you know, you could <laughs> almost even take it, if you wanted to assume that I was super inspired and brilliant in this, yeah. a little bit deeper and say the fact that he can pull the sword just far enough to use it to harm himself yeah. is almost... <laughs> Is yeah. almost uh, a fitting picture as well. Like he can actually read, he can he can open the cover of a Bible, mm. but where his head is, and because it was sin leading him into doubt, leading him over the wall, away from God and his encouragement, his presence, now he reads these things from this very human point of view and they just hit him as empty words. Yeah. And trying to pray just seems like, you know, the words are bouncing off the ceiling mm -hmm. and it's not going to work. And the, the giant... Next week, when when Christian sees his chance and tries to pull his weapons and can't, isn't going to be surprised. Yeah. He's going to say, yeah, that this is pretty common here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I can do whatever I want to do with my crab tree cudgel, and you can't pull your sword to, to counterattack. Mm -hmm. And that's a scary, bad place to be. Mm. I think I think you've been there. Yeah. I yeah, have I, too. Yeah. I, I've... I've definitely wrestled for a large portion of my life with, I want to say like severe, severe depression, but pretty severe depression. Even since I became a Christian, there are times and seasons where it's just so bleak and hopeless and I'm not going to get out of bed. And, you know, this, this, is, this is one of the reasons that my wife is so incredibly valuable to me amongst many is because she can oftentimes really be the light to help, you know, pull me out a lot of that communicate the gospel to me once again, continually be there with me, wrestle with me, help me through it. But, um, you've also yeah. just described our greatest heroes in the faith as well, by the way. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> Spurgeon, this, this is the truth. Spurgeon, Bunyan. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. The, <laughs> the, the two women who my daughter's named after, where would Spurgeon be without Susanna? I mean, we probably nowhere. wouldn't have heard him. Right. I mean, he, well, he might've offed himself. Way, way easy. I mean, he, yeah. he admitted that he he'd thought about it and he'd prayed about it. He'd prayed to die, um, right? I mean, Martin Luther oftentimes had the depressive fits, and who could blame you when Fighting you have with the, the devil overnight? When you have the weight of you know a reformation yeah, and right. and and the future of the church and your shoulders. thousands of other people's actions being done and things being done from words that you're saying. That you don't support. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. the peasants revolt <laughs> yeah. and slaughtering people and, and, and all this right. death, people misunderstanding you. Now, How could that not be? I, I, I want to save this for next week, this right. is the, the main discussion, because A, most of the giant trying to get them to, to kill themselves is, is in, in that chapter, chapter 18. But also because I have an article I want you to read that I want to discuss. That was in okay. CT, uh, when, when the Way of Glory podcast was out, which I don't know if you ever listened to, it was a discussion podcast of the, the Pilgrim's Progress kind of around the release of that CGI movie. Oh, okay. Uh, it was good. It was very good. I feel like they kind of bailed on it. and, and it, Better than ours? No. No. Oh. <laughs> no. No. But um, there was an article about this topic of mm. depression and whether uh, we should discount Bunyan's 
depiction here because he didn't understand clinical depression. He didn't understand any of the stuff going on in the brain and stuff. How and he turns it into a just a spiritual <sighs> thing. And it was a really good take on it. I'll just, mm. I'll just say that because they said there's different kinds yeah. of depression. There is different kinds of despair. And scripture has a lot to say about these things. And this particular one, I, I just want to point out, starts with him making a choice to go over a wall. Yeah. He makes a choice. It's a spiritual direction he goes. And that spiritual direction brings him into absolute despondency to say, well, this is all uh, useless now because we have psychology and psychiatry and an understanding of nonsense. Right. No, and that works 100 percent of the time. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So we have it figured out, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, even if you're yeah. just going to look at people as whole beings and, yeah. and want to treat them holistically, you're going to want to look at the, the spiritual aspects of things. Uh, and the fact that these men, great men we've talked about, now I, I have no doubt perhaps one, two, or three of the three men we just talked about would have greatly benefited from hmm. an antidepressant. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Sometimes that doesn't work for people. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people don't want to do that and they wrestle with things. A lot of good comes out of some of the dark nights of the soul that people have had. Um, so, you know, I'm not here to judge anyone in either direction. Yeah. If, if you've been depressed and, and uh, I'm going to probably even do the, the dreaded kind of trigger warning on the next episode, even though I, I'm not a big fan of them. Yeah. Just because this is, I mean, this is a it's, hard topic. It's heavy, dark Stuff. And, which is, by the way, why I was so, it took me so long to come up with the final version where I was like, this isn't cartoonizing suicide. People's issues, people's issues. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, which, I mean, even if you've not struggled with it, everyone knows someone. Mm. I mean, I, I, we both know people who have tried to and succeeded to take their mm. own lives. So, so, I mean, when it gets into that, that stuff, it, it is area we need to tread lightly, but I think if we're specific to what he's talking about here, which yeah. is a Christian saying, I'm going to go my own way and trust that I'll be able to follow the path laid by so many other pilgrims who went over the wall mm. and adventure off an unknown land and find myself at the end of myself. You know, I, I think we could say this is... This is the prodigal son finding himself eating the, the pig pods. Absolutely. Going, what am I doing? He comes, yeah. Jesus says he comes to himself. And, you know, once you come to yourself, if you're locked in a cage, and, and I think that's a really fitting picture here, being locked in the cage and going, oh, I want to go back to the narrow road. I can't draw my sword. I can't pull all prayer out. I don't have a key, or at least I don't think I do, mm. uh, et cetera. What am I going to do? This is relatable. This has got to be relatable to everybody, right? If you've been, if you've walked the narrow road very long. Paul's warnings about not being, not being so puffed up and full of ourselves that, you know, we're going to set ourselves up to fall. We think we're okay. We think we're right. We think we can just, we can do it even if all this past experience that we have has led to people's ruin and just complete destruction, but we can do it. Yeah. Right. We'll be fine. It's confidence in the flesh. It's vain exactly. confidence in the flesh. And it makes sense then that it's the more experienced, more, more mature Christian who thinks I've been standing on my own two feet exactly. through all these things. I think I can handle a little yeah. change of scenery here. Let's not worry about this. Yeah. Well, I have my sword. I have my javelin. I, I have fought Apollyon after all. Right. And I won. Mm -hmm. So yeah. What's some, what's, what's a little veering off the path. Right. Yeah, my, my mentor in, in college, uh, the Reverend Dr. Ed Pikey, used to talk about how his father was a electrician, mm -hmm. and he had died uh, electrocuted. Uh, and he would use it as an illustration of like, 
you you can't get too comfortable with certain things. Yeah. Even when you you're experienced with them, you know them. You have to remember that we're dealing with serious stuff here. Sin is still deadly. Yeah. Uh, going off the path is still foolish. None of this is going to end okay for me because, quote unquote, I've you know I I've been there before. I I'm mature. I'm strong. It's the grizzly man, right? Right. You know. <laughs> oh, I, I'll be fine. I can live amongst wild grizzly bears. That's all right. Nothing bad will ever happen. Well, you know, I think like, again well, and again, you, you can go you know, turn on the news and see these yeah, stories. Yeah, exactly. False guy, or even like it's, you know, uh, Siegfried and Roy or mm. something, right? I mean, like it's just even in, a, in like a less dangerous, quote unquote, you know, we've, we've tamed these things. Mm. Have you? Or yeah. is that still a wild animal that yeah. you're messing around with? Yeah. And as Christians, you know, there's obvious sins that you put to death right away. Mm. And then there are some that are a little less obvious, at least to the people around you, and you can kind of tame them rather than put them to death. You can kind of manage them. And at some point, you're going to think, oh, yeah, I've got, I think I've got this. Uh, nobody's going to question that I've got this thing on a chain in my, in my spiritual backyard. Right. And then one day it just, it just devours you. Right. And, and this is uh, a great, yeah, this is the take heed lest, anyone who thinks he stand, take heed no lest No such fall. thing as a tame sin. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. There's just no such thing as a tame sin. Uh-huh. I, I love that Owen quote from Of the Mortification of the Flesh that our, our lusts are never quite so active as when they seem to be quiet. Like mm. that's that's when you have to, what does he say? Strive to, I'm going to botch it, but it's like strive to rain new blows, new wounds upon them each and every day, especially when mm. they seem to be kind of, they're, they're regrouping, right? Mm. You know, the enemy's regrouping, even your flesh, which you think, well, that's me. It's not doing anything that I don't know about. Okay, yeah. the world of flesh and the devil braided together, you know, they're tying the noose mm. <laughs> and, and, uh, the, the quiet, it's like with kids, right? You've got that, little kids. They're that three, three cords you, strong. You're yeah, right. And the yeah. whole thing works really well. You're watching your little kids. You hear like yelling. Yeah. You might finish doing what you're doing before you go check it out. Depending on what kind of yelling. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If it's just like, blah, blah, but you hear silence. Hmm. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, yeah. oh crap! Something might be. <laughs> yeah, something go might be going on. And, and I think that Christians kind of given into that. This has been lulled here a little bit to go. Eh, you know, this kind of thing is it's not that dangerous for me. Hmm. Now my <laughs> my favorite thing here is how he sees this total stranger. He's right. like, "Hey, guy, where are you headed on this road?" The guy's like, "Well, I'm going to the celestial gate." See, and Christians like, yeah. well, "See, I told this you." This is proof. It's a stranger. No one's, yeah, no one I've met along the way has been a problem so far. Right, yeah, everyone's been yeah. above board, and, <laughs> yeah. and and the guy's name is Vain right. Confidence. Right. Yeah. And I know that, you know, you, you have to say, okay, with the allegory, you suspend disbelief. Maybe the, the name is mostly just for us, the reader, mm-hmm. but there have been people so far where, like, the names have clued, clued, him clued in. them in. Yeah. And so if he was really being discerning here, all of this would give him pause. He asks the guy where the road goes. Psalm 118, 8, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man, uh, especially in random man, says the Mishnah. Right. Uh, <laughs> I made my Mishnah. Okay. Uh, that's, that's my Targum on it. Uh, Proverbs 14, 12, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Now that, hmm. that seems to, to literally happen with our boy Vain Confidence. Yeah. 
And then Isaiah 9, 16, those who guide this people have been leading them astray, and those who are guided by them are swallowed up. So the leader is going to fall, and the blind leading the blind, you're all going down into the pit. Thank God that in this case, they hear the guy fall, mm. and they avoid following him into that fate. Um, I told you I might have had some spikes down in the bottom. Right. I didn't. Yeah. And I, I, it was your, it was your facial reaction that made me not. Hmm. You know. Well, can you do with the face? It was like, it was like a uh, grimace. It was like the, it was like the cringe emoji. That's just not my face. <laughs> I get all times. No, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no. You have a very pleasant face, Mister Segazzi. Oh. Uh, you, I mean, you do, you do cringe at a lot of things, yeah. but usually, you know, not. That's the truth. Not in the the Pilgrim's Progress, but yeah, it was. It's been dug by mm. the giant despair. The giant despair. I got to admit, the first couple times I read this. Uh, when when you read that it was a pit dug by the prince of that land to catch vainglorious fools or however, I think that's exactly the, the wording, um, that I always took it as Jesus dug the pit <laughs> because uh, I forgot that, that they've gone over. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not. And, and, and even then I was always like, well, okay, this seems about right. Like, like but, mm. but but no, of course it's not. It's it's the enemy who, who dug this pit and he he falls in Christian wants to save him, mm. but there's no saving him. Interesting. Yeah. Some arm armchair psychology that you could do there. Ooh, yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, well, I mean, because 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 in that moment Christian is a vainglorious fool. Right. So Yes. So if there's no saving him, is there saving me? You know, like oh, I need to pull him. He's he's he wants hope for himself. Well, I need to pull him out of that. Is, yeah. Well, well, I think I think, yeah, I mean he's taken on a bit of a leadership role. He's led his person or his people right, right into danger, away from safety, right into danger. And of course, immediately here, you get the storm coming in mm -hmm. and you get their way kind of trampled and blocked where it's kind of hard to tell the way back even. Because this isn't a real way. Because this isn't a real way. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't a real path. Mm -hmm. This is just like, yeah, this is whatever you call it. Yeah. Uh, um convenience path or something yeah. that forms itself yeah. and once water and mud and 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 you know instead of just some grass trampled down it's all it's all kind of beaten down by the rain mm -hmm. where are you going to go now you're right. you're lost you're trapped and and some of those realities i think where you've now endangered your friend this could be your end to his credit christian does apologize mm. he confesses and seeks forgiveness and hopeful forgives him forgives him right Ho hopeful now there's there's going to be and i added maybe a little more Kind of snippiness and, and sniping. A little. A little. Yeah. yeah. Eh. Well, there, there's, there is some, there is some. In, in the original. I feel like in this situation, there would be definitely some blame. Even after like the original piece was made, mm. it would pop back up, right? This would come back. Yeah. Um, especially with the way we've told the story where um, the last time Christian was in a cell, Hopeful was outside the cell. Yeah. yeah. Now he can say kind of like, you know, I've, well, I've so been fun. Here not so fun is it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. this is what it's like inside now now you know what i've been through and, mm. and kind of still try and reassert that a couple of texts here uh when when hopeful both forgives christian and then encourages him uh do you want to read those romans eight twenty eight, and we know that for those who love god all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So this is the first thing he says after I forgive you, and I believe God will use these things together for our good. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a verse, I got to say, in like the kind of discerning Calvinist subculture, <laughs> there's almost like verses that are like four-letter word verses that people don't want to use because they're misused a lot. Hmm. And to me, that's a shame. 
This is one of them. Oh, everyone rips it out of context. Another one is I can do all things through him who strengthens me, etc. Sure. N- none of this stuff is in there for nothing. And I think Hopeful properly uses this. Hmm. We've been through something. We did something dumb. God can redeem it. Yeah. Just like uh, Joseph could say to his brothers, yeah, you had evil in your heart, evil intent when you threw me in a well and sold mm-hmm. me to Arab slave traders, but God used it for good. Yeah. God can use this for good. But then the story goes on and on and on without God seeming to do that. Mm. And that wears on them. Yeah. And the other, the other thing that he actually quotes to him, and, and in the original, I, I should mention, they just hear a voice from heaven say this, mm. Uh, mm. These, these words from Jeremiah. Jeremiah 31, 21. Set up road markers for yourself. Make yourself guideposts. Consider well the highway, the road by which you went. Return, O virgin Israel. Return to these your cities. The call to come back, in mm. my mind, is is a stronger one because maybe of my personality than the call to simply repent. Repenting meaning turning around. You know, I mean, in, in the in the Greek, uh, metanoia, repentance is kind of like a change of mind. Uh, in the Hebrew, shuv means to turn, return. You know, to turn around, and that yeah, that's great. But in my mind, because I, I tend nostalgic. And I tend to be uh, to very highly value mm. loyalty and right. and the you know the way things should be and have been and, and and I love it when things return to form. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I, I love it when you're loving the reboots. I love you're it when Sam the... Malone buys Cheers back, and I'm like, yeah, he's supposed to own it. No, that's that's a dumb ex- example, hmm. but like the idea of like it's time to go back to where you're supposed to be right now. Yeah. Not just repent, say that you've done something wrong and and you got to do that to get mm-hmm. back there. But like this is an invitation back home. This isn't just I'm eating the 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 pods that the pigs eat and I realize I've been an idiot. This is I can leave <laughs> this mm. this foreign land. I can walk the road back home right. and hope my father accepts me in some way and of course when he gets yeah. there, he finds that his father accepts him heartily and hugs him and runs out to meet him and everything. Um, what a wonderful kind of message. Like the way that you you walked, walk it again. Mm. He will have you back. Yeah. The danger might be that verse coming to mind before you sin. That kind of passage, that kind of truth. Yes, you know, and you hear it, you know, no matter how many steps away you've taken from God, it's one step back, et cetera, et cetera. Like the idea that, that you, you know, God's grace will overcome your sin. Mm-hmm. That's not what we should be reminding ourselves when we're standing on the stile looking over the wall. We should be reminding ourselves, what then shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? We should be reminding ourselves, man in the iron cage. We should be reminding ourselves, Hebrews 6, this is a dangerous thing to do. Yeah. And then later when you find yourself on the other side of the wall, because you will, that's when you remind yourself, I, I need to get back there and I know he will welcome me back onto the road. I can mm-hmm. I can go right back over the wall to where I was and he doesn't even make me start over at go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, there's no demotion or anything. Yeah. yeah and you're, and you're... that's a, that's insane. What, is there any other religion that gets anywhere near that in, in what it offers? Right. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> no. In, in fact, uh, a lot of them, if, when, when you take a step in, uh, off the path that's been ordained, uh, you might pay with your life. Yeah. Most of them. There's a lot of narrative here with no footnote. Mm. <laughs> and I think mm-hmm. maybe Bunyan just wanted some excitement. Some transfer. Yeah. 
But there's attempts and attempts to get back, uh, and they can't do it. You know, they think to themselves, there's nothing that should stop us here, and yet they've kind of gotten in too deep. Yeah. And they can't climb the wall, apart from the style, because it's wet. He slips back off. They can't find the style. They're too tired, you know, fighting through the mud. Uh, and they realize we have to just kind of try and survive here, hunker down and find a place to ride out the storm. Yeah. Then I understood that it, uh, that it is easier to go out of the way hmm. when we are in it than it is to go in when we are out. Uh, key to this key, chapter. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that is just an absolute ringing bell for all of your Christian walk, I think. Why it's so important that we don't play little games with our sin, yeah, and that you know, you know, we we're constantly looking to redeem the time that we're given because the days are evil, mm-hmm. you know, uh, taking taking this because it is as the most serious thing that's happening. It's more serious than you know your mortgage, and it's more serious than anything, anything bubbling up your life right now. Are these realities that you could just slip off the narrow path? And then eagerly want to get back onto it. And it could just be the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Because everything is working against you. And it's so easy to leave that path. It's so easy to leave that narrow, narrow way for a time. And then when you want back on it, it's a fight, you know? Question. Is it cheaper Hmm. to keep an existing customer or to get a new customer? Trick question. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same. Right. This is a quote says. from the office. Yeah. yeah. And then and then and then uh, Brian, who's not yet uh, a, a weirdo, says, yeah. "It is." I think he says like thirty it's times, ten times more expensive to to get to, a new customer. Yeah. I, I bring that up because it is much easier mm. to continue on the road. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't say it's easier to to stay on the road, but that's true as well. Mm. It's easier to get off. It's easier to stay on. The hardest thing is to return to it. Yeah. You have just uh, reawakened all sorts of things that you had struggled and fought and bled to put to death. Well, and you get- They breathe new life into them. You got to defeat them again. So many things begin working against you again, I think, as well. You give Satan all of that leverage to enter back in and Mm -hmm. say, well, you see, welcome back. It hasn't been long, you know? Uh, And I told you this is exactly what was going to happen. You're going to fail- you're going to give back into yeah. whatever it's in. We both know this is really you. Let's stop playing this silly game. Yeah. And yeah. It, now all of a sudden it sounds reasonable. Or or, or I could deliver you from this by mm. taking away the guilt of it, right? Wouldn't that be nicer to stop believing this? We talked earlier about like going back to people's roots on why they started to doubt, right? And it's, it's, that, it's that adage of like the 18-year-old who's started to doubt their faith. And then the question is always, well, when did you move in with a girlfriend? Right, right. Yes. That's, that's you know always always the first question that comes to mind is hmm yeah is this is this actually a, a philosophical stumbling block that you've reached or is it just the fact that you've you've tasted of something new and sweet and dark and sinful and you've just been completely lied to and then someone came in sold you the bill of goods of well I can take away not that that's good I can take away the guilt mm-hmm. from right. it and that's really what's evil. Is the guilt. And of course, I can't. And the and the guilt I'm going to use later to manipulate mm, you, but the promise you. there I can pull yeah. you away with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these guys do find a place to bed down for the night. It's it's unclear in my mind what exactly in, There's in, just a structure. Yeah. It's a structure. It's just yeah. 
So I, I don't know. I, I think it probably was normal for someone who had like an estate. You know, they had mm. a castle. They, had, they would have outbuildings and things. They, they somehow get into one of them. They fall asleep and they wake up. I can perfectly picture in my mind the the movie that should be made of this. And Peter Jackson should make this. Oh yeah. Uh, he should get saved and then make this. Uh, if he's not, I don't know if he is or not. I don't know if he's a believer. Uh, but if he if he if he's not, he shouldn't make it. But mm. but like I can see the falling asleep, the sense of like hope that comes from okay. We're warm and dry, or we're, we're still soggy, but, you know, we're not going to die tonight. Right. And then, you know, the blurry image coming into focus. Yeah. And this giant just grinning down at them. Not a big, goofy, ogre-looking giant. Hmm. Not a cave troll giant, yeah. but a very frightening, enormous... This is, this is Goliath. You know, mm-hmm. this, is, this is a killer. This is someone who will grind your bones into powder. Yeah. And they see him. They have a moment of like, maybe he won't see. Maybe he's like a T-Rex. Can we kind of <laughs> right, just right. melt into the straw? You remember and... Jurassic Park? Let's pull that one. <laughs> and they've seen it. You yeah. Know, together. yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, he sees them. And what can they do? And I, I think it's interesting that, that Bunyan even has them say to each other, like, he's right. We trespassed. What can we do but go with him? Like, yeah. we've already made our choice here. Hmm. May as well follow it through. No, <laughs> yeah, right, no yes. yeah, yeah. Kill him again, again. More, <laughs> more faulty logic. Yeah, which, which tends to be how kind of these progressive, spiraling, sinful fits in our life work. Is that it's just one, one chink in the armor that mm. leads to just faulty logical presupposition to another, to another, to another. And then, well, how am I going to get myself out of this? Well, I'll sin more, right? So, yeah. How am I going to get out of the, this? Well, I'll lie about it. And then I have to lie about the lie. And then I have to this and I have to. And before you know it, you're Walter White, right? Right. You're, 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 you're so deep into it that there's never come. There's never coming. You're, you're never getting out of it. You're in the empire building. Yeah, business. right. Now they have the moment that's promised hmm. the way out. Yeah. Because they both know together instinctively what we could do here. Yeah. He's in the building. I could run between his legs. I could slam the door and we have a fighting chance here. I can, you know, I've got a sword. I mean, what do you do? You take this guy's Achilles tendons out of the equation immediately, right? You at least fight. Yeah, you can you kill him. Fight. You can kill him. There's two yeah. of you. Christian's strong. He's armed. You can you can kill him. I, I imagine, and as as uh, not the author of the Pilgrim's Progress, but as the guy who introduced the notion of the sword not not drawing, if he goes to draw it here, it comes out just fine. It comes out. Maybe it's a all little prayer, hard, but all it comes prayer out. can come off of his yes, back. He can fight now. Yeah. But the moment he just says, "Okay, take me." Back to your castle and do with me what you will. Another thing that I added that that uh, I'm I want your take on because I don't I don't know about it. They both check to see if their their burdens are back mm. because they're starting to feel some of the same old stuff. Yeah. The burdens aren't back, right? And there is a Roman Catholic version that was made uh, <laughs> within seventy five years of of Bunyan's death, where. <laughs> grows back yeah. which to me is just such a Wild. horrifying notion um but yeah it, they they they're feeling that old heavy and the, and they're being pushed go faster faster and they're just going slower and slower it is awful and uh, i think this text here um second corinthians 1 8 is very fitting for we do not want you to be ignorant brothers of the affliction we experienced in asia for we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired mm-hmm. of life itself and that's yeah. what they start to feel already yeah. and they haven't even gone into the dungeon they think you know we didn't have ill intent it was just a misunderstanding probably the punishment will be light mm. 
Now, yeah. you, never, you never go with a giant to a secondary location. First of all, that's... <laughs> That's uh, that's common sense. That's kind of fantasy one hundred and one. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna. I'm not. I'm not going to no secondary location. <laughs> yeah, you want it? Go get it. You don't. Uh, <laughs> you don't. Yeah. So already unwise. Yeah. But, you fight the the if you if you're dumb enough to get into his onto his land, you fight him the first place you see him. Well, and and you kind of wrote in the fact that they even look around and they have tactical advantages. Right. right. They're in a small location. They're in a so like, like that. That kind of Thanopoli, you know, thinking process is there. Oh, we'll pull them into the gates and then mm-hmm. our, our numbers even out. Yeah, their, and, their and superior size is no longer. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know. It, but then he steps back out that, and that advantage is over. Well, they had that, that moment. First Corinthians ten thirteen, right? You know, no temptation has overtaken you mm-hmm. except for what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He provides you with means to endure it. The means to endure it are here. They're, they're, they're strapped to your hip. They're on your back. You have your shield, you have your, you know, you have the word of God there. You have the ability to pray. You, you know, you have your brother there. Um, and they have every of, advantage, every yeah. advantage. And instead of doing anything about it, you just give into it. Right. Which, which is where that promise kind of becomes the curse. Right. right. Because then when you, because then when you bring up the fact, well, what was I supposed to do about it? And then you can just. God will just open up his own word and go right here. Did you see how big that guy was? Yeah, but in the word it says, yeah. common to man. He yeah. wasn't as big as you remember him. Mm. The invincibility was in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. And and in the situation you'd placed yourself in, they figure they have no choice, though. They follow him out into the daylight. Hmm. Uh, it's not full daylight because when the sun comes out, bad stuff happens to our boy, the giant. Hmm. Uh, that'll come up next week. Uh, but they are herded along. Down into the dungeon they go, uh, locked in a cage, a very small cramped cage where they really don't have room to move. They they don't have any hope. They don't have any life. And the only thought they have is maybe this giant is going to let us out. Hmm. Or at least he has to come back to feed us and then we can escape. Oh, he doesn't have to feed you actually. And he's right. not going to. Yeah. What a what a presupposition to be under. Right. Like it's just it's just of course he's gonna take care of us. Yeah, you feed right? people if That's you That's normally them. what you do when you capture people as giants. You don't try and eat them or anything, you know, like Right. Well, and you'd think maybe like a, a traditional giant in a fairy tale would fatten you up before he eats mm. you. This guy wants to bleed you dry before he eats you. He, he wants you right. to be, he probably, he, he, uh, the the giantess probably wants the kind of stringiest meat she can get. The, he wants that suffering to marinate, right? Yeah. Marinate yeah, the meat. That's and, what they're doing here. They're yeah. marinating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In their in their doubt, their despair, their lack of, of comfort or hope. And he just leaves them there for a while. And goes up and says, guess what? I've got to, let's do this. And and she tells them, okay, tomorrow, the first thing you need to do. And, and it made me think about like when you yeah. prepare chicken, you get that boneless, skinless <laughs> chicken breast. What's the first thing you want to do? Or, or uh, you know, certain steak things. You take out that mallet, mm. you tenderize it, you beat it. Uh, and that's what he's supposed to do. The beginning of their suffering. This is just the beginning yeah. of their suffering. And they've kind of made their bed and mm. they're going to have to sleep in it. For a while. Or not. Yeah, or not <laughs> sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really dark ending, which I think is kind of why I didn't want to end, especially like when I was working on this. I mean, I've, I've got some stuff going on with my family and mm. and, uh, and some things that are really, you know, bringing me into a place of kind of doubt and, and, and despair, at least temptations toward despair, and wanting to be like, well, let's get to the, 
Let's get beyond this get, to the resolution. Let's just get to the city. Let's just <laughs> right. be at the city. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, your, nothing really matters. Yeah. That's your solution to everything. Just, <laughs> let's just, just get, get to the city. city. Yeah, let's but go. I, I just want to get back on the path uh, yeah. out, of the, out of the cage. But you know what? Sometimes uh, you're, it takes a while. And, and how you deal with the doubts about God's goodness mm-hmm. when you're in the, the dank, dark, hopeless place says everything yes. about whether your faith is real faith, mm-hmm. about whether you are really a disciple. I mean, Judas was counted among Jesus' disciples. Yeah. He did miracles. He preached the gospel and people got saved. He said the words and demons came fleeing out of them. And yet, in the end, he showed, oh, when times get even a little tough. I mean, because... You could say a little tough. Jesus was crucified. No, 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 not, not when Judas turned on him. The tough was Jesus isn't doing things the way I want him to. Well, and right. I'll force his hand. He wouldn't have skipped right from the from the magistrates singing hymns of praise because you're counted worthy to suffer for the name. Oh, no. that was not Judas. No, no, you he know? was very. What he wanted mm. was to be the guy holding the money bag. Yeah, to be the guy. He never actually asks like James and John for that seat. You know, on the on the right hand and left uh, or right or left hand of, of Jesus, but yeah, he's he's putting in his uh-huh. time, and even then, he's not willing to, to put it in hard time. Yeah, what'd you say? I said or got his mother to ask. Right, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the craziest things to me. <laughs> the fact that these guys argue right. about who's the greatest, you're giving so much ammo to those other ten guys yeah. by having your mommy yeah. go to Jesus yeah, for you, you go, and still they did it. Yeah, it's an interesting move. <laughs> Judas, just instead of saying, I'm going to send my mom, says, I'm going to send the Sanhedrin and the temple right. guards. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, escalation. You skipped a, a step or 20 there. I'll take mother. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Right. But it's because when when the road was nice and smooth, when we're the guys handing out free food and mm. everyone loves us, oh yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm one of you. And then when the road gets rocky and you become impatient because of the way, yeah, he pop, that that guy didn't even need a style to go over the wall. He like you know uh, he's already over the wall. Yeah, he's right. He was wa- looking over you know the side. And, and you know you think about like uh, linger after lust and some of these lesser characters and and the things that pull them back. Hmm. And in Judas, I think it is. I think it's a lust for something. Uh, temporal for something else that I mean we, there's we're way off topic now right. but, but there there are a couple of opinions uh, whether Judas Iscariot it has to do with uh, being from Kiriath Arba Kiriath Jerem or whether it's a form of uh, Sicaria you know maybe he's mm. maybe he's also like the zealot mm. real anti-Roman in a real violent way and when he wants to force Jesus hand he makes he forces a physical altercation, and he knows Peter's going to pull the sword, mm. and he knows that stuff's going to blow up, and that's what he wants. Right. Who knows? Either way, he's not walking worthy. Mm-hmm. Now, none of the disciples are worthy, right? But Judas isn't walking worthy of the calling. You know, mm. the, he he proves that he wasn't from the beginning one of them. He went out from us because mm. he was not one of us. Right. And so the the last uh, text I want to read is a footnote on. Uh, this sentence in in uh, the Pilgrim's Progress. So in this place, Christian's sorrow was multiplied because it was on account of his hasty advice that they had been brought into this distressing state of affairs. Uh, and the the references to Psalm eighty eight eighteen. You have caused my beloved and my friend to shun me. My companions have become darkness. Hmm. Boy, yeah. And and it's it's dark down in that dungeon. 
Dark in David's palace. Yeah, <laughs> you know. If they'd stayed, if they'd stayed out, even in in the light where it wasn't as bright as they wanted it to be, they just stayed there in the light. Walk in the light as he is in the light. Mm-hmm. Right? Isn't that what John says? Walk toward the light. Walk yeah. in the light. You've got the shining light. You've you've set your eyes on the goal. Keep your eyes on the prize. Stay on the narrow road. Thanks for listening. To support this program and for additional content and perks, visit patreon.com slash pilgrimsprogress. Make sure you don't miss a beat by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts, and please take a moment to leave us an honest review. This recording, copyright 2022, high and silver, all rights reserved. Produced by Brad Atchison and Zachary Bartles. Theme music licensed from pond5.com. Scripture quotations are from the ESV Bible, the Holy Bible English Standard Version, copyright 2001 by Crossway a publishing ministry of good news publishers. Used by permission, all rights reserved. For more audio experiences of my fiction, visit www.zacharybartles.com audio. Hi, I'm Silva. Gotcha!